Jeff here. Thanks for listening. Go to playvolutionhq.com slash ccbag or click the link in the show notes for the show's archives, ways to connect, ways to support the show, information about happy hour, and more. Johnson coming to you from the snuggery in a no uh boy uh welcome to the child care bar and girl podcast the world's longest running and most prolific early learning podcast i'm jeff johnson coming to you from upstairs studio in the snuggery along the gulf of mexico with me rachel and rebecca how y'all doing i'm doing fantastic I'm, I'm I'm doing great too. Got a question for you. Um, we're gonna get into uh, nose picking, butt digging, and crotch grabbing in a little bit. So, listeners, you got a, a lot of a lot of fun to look forward to. But how many times do each of you wave to other adults on a daily basis? Listen, I live in the Midwest. You wave whenever a car passes by. Like I live in the country, so. I can't count. Like every car that drives by, I'm like, oh, hand up. Hey. Okay. I I, once you know if somebody's nice or not, and if they're from the country, if they wave or not. Are you doing a full wave or are you doing the two finger the finger up on the steering wheel? You do this. The, like you're doing the whole the wave. Hand up. Okay. Just a hand up. Yeah, like it's hey. not like a wave, okay. it's more like a acknowledgement. Howdy. Like, All right, yeah. Rebecca, what's going on? Um, what's the what's the wave vibe in uh I don't wave world. at people usually. Uh, I am at forest school, so we are in public in a public park. Um, so a lot of people come by, but we're usually so close to one another that we say hi verbally. Um, the kids are very friendly, and so they will often say hi to people. Um, so I, I, we are friendly, but not so much waving. Usually saying hello and asking how one another's doing without answering the question. <laughs> uh i counted i spent a week counting i i I wanted to get some i felt i i've been waving a lot more since we moved to the beach um i was waving between 20 and 40 times a day but that was that was only in i mean that's less than three hours of outside time and that's just i mean basically just walking on the beach and walking the dogs to and to and from the snuggery to the beach and back. Um, so it's all pedestrian waving. Every once in a while, if I'm on my bike, I'll do some bike waving. Um, but a lot of fucking waving going on. And 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 sometimes it's, you feel like you got to do the preemptive wave because it's somebody waved at you last time. And so you wanna you wanna be the 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 preemptive waiver and get the wave in first this time and then some of them it's accidental it's accidental waving and then some of them it's uh it's oh they waved and i didn't wave back fast enough so it's it's uh it's uh fill in the blank waving because you're you're feeling you didn't do your do your your waving job it's become very stressful for me i'm thinking about 
I've been, I'm thinking, you know, I've got the one hand on the dog leash, which is good with my other hand. I'm thinking about just starting to wear, wear, um, um, my, my arm in, in like a, a cast or something so that people think I've got this arm injury that prevents me from needing to wave. You think that would be. So I am, I'm having culture shock right now. This is fascinating to me because I just feel like we don't wave here like that. Like, is it, the, cause you said you're from the Midwest, Jeff's mm-hmm. in the South. I'm like, is it like an East Coast thing? I don't know. Is waving like not a thing here? Because this is like, I feel like I'm, I'm like a fly you know, on the wall. <laughs> I wish I didn't wave because you know what's the worst wave is when you think you are waving at somebody that you know and you don't know them. Like I've done that. We went out for Nick's birthday last weekend um, and I thought it was like one of his friends that like I just absolutely loved. Super fun guy. And so I started waving, like, the excited wave, like, oh, my gosh, hi, you know? And it wasn't him. And midway, I'm like, just put the hand down really quick and change his face. Sorry. <laughs> Walk away. So is your excited me. wave, is it, like, back and forth really fast? Yeah, like, I get like a okay, big well, smile. And how much um, I've had to drink <laughs> at that point in time. Fair. Like, I, I feel like I, when I drink, I'm typical, like, white girl wasted, like, just super excited. Like, I love it. Friendly. So, like. <laughs> I'm like doing the excited fast wave and that the person makes eye contact with you and you're like, Oh shit, you're not who I thought you were by. I don't want to talk to you. (laughs) And they don't, they don't wave back because your wave was so excited that they can't, they They can't, yeah, they can't compete with that. Or the awkward smile. Like, okay, do I know you smile? You know? No, you don't I, I just answer. realized if we're if we're going to plan this uh, over at uh, Playhaven, we've got a group set up for the IRLCCBAGWTBGT uh, contemplation corner, which is a possible uh, uh, training weekend get together here at the beach. People will have to practice waving um, yeah. to prepare if they're if they're coming from a non-waving area. Yeah, like Rebecca thanks lives for the in. heads up. Yeah, that's uh, that's something practice you know. You're waving, Rebecca. <laughs> yeah just, okay there's like, the, the, there's the, the like a head nod and a smile or... is it that doesn't work like a like a head nod and a smile oh that not does, that, that smile that's not like that was the fakest smile I've, that was a total well, fake like you can California do the head nod like so like okay you gotta go uh my uh my my wave is pretty much just uh just two fingers i'll I'll just kind of but my hand barely barely goes above my waist just kind of kind of hey i have to find my style i gotta find my style yeah you gotta find a wave style yeah so you know, there's that going on. Um, that was that's a lot more wave talk than I thought we'd get into, but it's an important topic. It um, is. So I don't know where this came from, but I thought we should talk about nose picking, butt digging, and crotch grabbing. What are your thoughts? I'm excited for this. I am excited for this conversation too, because over my career, um, and depending on like which program I was in, there's like varying ways that people perceive and approach these topics with kids so can I dive into nose picking because like as soon as I read this I was like oh yes I was so excited because I saw something I want to say it was probably like a year ago I was like on Facebook I can't remember it's one of the pages I follow you know out of 50,000 probably Mm -hmm. but posted like why are we telling kids no to nose picking because if you think about it, like adults do it, you just discreetly do it. So right. here's the thing, like instead, like, and this is how, like, I've kind of changed it. If I see a child picking their nose, there's obviously something that's bothering them in their nose, mm-hmm. correct? 
Right. So I direct them to go wash their hands when they're done. And I leave it to where there's um, tissues everywhere. That way we're starting to learn, like, good hand washing. Like, yeah, you're you're doing it. If they want to do it, you're not going to stop them from doing it. You know what I mean? Right. You can say no all you want. And, I mean, it can gross and you it out. It's shame around. It creates shame around it, you know? Yeah. Yes. So that's what, that's where um, that thought came in because when, it, like, it was a slide thing that I was looking at. And that's what she said is just have, like, tissues and sanitizers and let them just know like if you notice a kid picking their nose say okay when you're done go wash your hands and that's what I've really tried to like hey go blow your nose that might help and wash your hands you know mm -hmm. yeah yeah and just yeah, keep people... and just keep like the judgment out of it right yeah like, and, just, and, and I think I think with the uh the 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 butt digging and the crotch uh grabbing that can that, I mean that same same approach can be can be <laughs> you got somebody in the room with you listening to us me talk about crotch nick was, uh, uh, nick, nick was grabbing his slippers and just walking through that's why i was uh -huh. like oh he was grabbing his what <laughs> slippers so he's slippers. back to work sorry he can wear normal shoes now um so yeah so yeah um because I, I think maybe one having having a having a picking area maybe because um helping kids understand that hey you do you do you but not everybody wants to watch that. Yeah. Um, and don't don't build any shame around it. But hey, look, if you need to pick your nose, go go do it in the bathroom. Go do it over there. You don't need to that you don't need to put on a show uh, mm -hmm. about it. Um, but but do your thing and then and then wash your hands and then and then move on with your day instead of because because I, I I now I know where this came up. I've been redoing my my big review of uh all those parent handbooks, those program handbooks I collected. And I mean, I, I've read a couple where they go into paragraphs about how, how they're going to deal with, and it's all punitive. And um, that's, I mean, I guess that's one way of approaching the topic, but. Oh, weird. I literally don't even say anything. I just hand them a tissue. Sure. Weird. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> weird information i know it actually and it's gross it's so gross but like that's what we like here at this podcast is gross information okay so you know most kids when they pick their nose they eat their boogers that mm -hmm. actually builds up their immune system yeah it's natural that is it helps their immune system so for all the parents that are like oh my kid's always sick let them eat their boogers i don't know what to tell you <laughs> well if you're if you want to be even grosser um i think way back in the day lisa murphy and i talked about this there there are some researchers out there that that actually uh think the the better practice would would be to let them share their boogers because Ugh. you're the the stuff that's already in right. your boogers has already come in contact with your immune system. What you want is those that, that micro dosing of the stuff that's uh, that's coming from other people. So sharing the boogers would actually help build up that herd immunity, uh, according to some 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 people that think about that kind of stuff. Oh, uh, so that that means that when my kids are eating snack and they each have a piece of food in their mouth and they go to give each other cheers, <laughs> and they sometimes <laughs> come away with each other's uh. boogers. Oh my gosh, that's okay. Yeah, I'm over yeah. here dying over this. Uh, so Rachel I can is, handle you, vomit. I can handle diarrhea. I get really grossed out by snot and boogers. Oh yeah, how do you feel when they sneeze and it's just like uh, hanging there? How does like that, that feel for you? 
I am like that teacher that's like slow motion. I've got the wet wipe or the cloth and I'm like, no. Um, <laughs> I, I've got a collection of, of, of photos of, of snotty kids that maybe I'll, I'll send you Rachel. Like, um, you, you mentioned earlier that, uh, that adults are discreet about it. And I would argue that they, they aren't necessarily because how often in traffic do you see people stopped at red lights or stop signs just just two knuckles deep up their remember, left nostril? Um, yeah, do you remember that MTV show where they would like put the camera in the car and watch a person drive around to see what they would do? No, no, um, too young to remember that. being a kid watching this. Like they would hide a secret camera like in the rear view mirror. And the person driving the car would have absolutely no clue. Oh, God. Well, I mean, I would. Don't do that, that to me. I won't do that. <laughs> but like, <laughs> they would catch people more often than not, like picking their nose. For sure. So like, I let me tell you when. Oh, wait, time uh, out. I, I know an exact moment. What? what uh, oh, wait, we got to go. You know, um, Rebecca, we need to know what you're doing while you're driving that you don't want us to see. Oh, I just curse other drivers out. Like, even though like I'm not even that angry, I'm like, you motherfucker. And then I just go move on. So like, if it was like in a compilation, I would look like a total psycho person. Uh, I know I want a camera in your car. <laughs> I just can't picture you like that. Like, here we are. Let's emotionally regulate small children. Okay, fuck you in this car. <laughs> That's exactly. But like, it's, it's cathartic for me to like mm. curse out people that piss me off when I'm driving. And then I'm fine. Um, maybe so, yeah, you have lots of people waving it. at, maybe you have lots of people waving at you while you're driving. You just don't notice because you're so busy swearing. Um, they're all waving with one <laughs> finger. <laughs> they're telling you you're number one. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so let me tell you, I know the exact moment in my career when I decided to not be an asshole about nose picking is I was working at a preschool. I was in pre-K class. And I had a co-teacher who was very, like, she didn't let the kids fart in the classroom. She told them they had to go to the bathroom. She, oh, time off. Um, how, that's how I was how raised. Did, okay, how does she prevent somebody from farting? Did she walk in around with corks or what's uh, going on? No, if she heard someone fart, she would be like, oh, you can go to the bathroom for a few minutes and finish. And then she would let them <laughs> She was pretty uh, intense about, like, that type of stuff, right? You can imagine if that was how she was with farting, nose picking, all of it was very, like, strict. And so I, when I started there, it was like her classroom. I was kind of her, her co-teacher, but really she was like the lead teacher, you know how that goes. Um, and so I kind of like signed on to like her way of doing things. And I would be on the kid, like if they were picking their nose, I'd be like, you know, that spreads germs and blah, 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 and go into a whole conversation. And, and one day I was outside with the same class and I was sitting on a bench and they were playing and I was just supervising. And I put like my finger in my nostril, like my thumb, and I had like a dried booger. And so I like scraped it off of my nose and like flicked it away, right? And I had a kid come over to me who was waiting for, he was like in line for the monkey bars, right? So he wasn't playing, he was just staring. And he came over and he's like, why did you pick your nose? And I was like, what? And he's like, I saw you pick your nose. Why did you pick your nose? I was like, well, cause I had a dry booger inside. And he's like, there's no sink outside to wash your hands. You know, and so it was just like, I just had this yeah, moment where I was like, I was like, yeah, like, why the hell am I on you guys about this? You know, like it, it really, he like put me in my place and he wasn't even trying to, he was just like, yeah. like, wait a minute, like, 
you do that too? Like, why are you doing that? You know, yeah. like, I'm very confused. Um, and so that literally that day, I was just like, I'm not going to trip about it anymore. When I see a kid, I'm just going to like, see if they need a tissue and not make a big deal about it. And like, ever since then, it's literally like a non-issue. Yeah. Yeah. This goes back to, to what we talked about before is, is a lot of times we make, we make things bigger issues with kids than we do with adults do mm-hmm. doing the same thing. We have higher expectations for three and four year olds than we have for 30 and 40 year olds. And, right. uh, and, and so just chilling out about it a little bit because, because look, um, picking your nose uh, feels, feels good. Sometimes you, Mm -hmm. you, you need, you need to be able to breathe. And if there's something in there blocking the path, path passage, and if you can get it out, life is, 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 is noticeably better when you're done every once in a while there's a there's a underwear situation or there's uh i'm three and i'm not very good at wiping situation and 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 the the whole butthole area starts itching um butthole butt cleavage i mean that whole general area um and you you got to make some adjustments and then life is life is a little bit better mm-hmm. uh same with the uh the cr- let's talk about the word crotch um what feelings thoughts i don't hate it i feel like it's like i feel like it's um it like turns some people off like some people think it's kind of like yeah some people don't like they don't like crotch and they don't like the word moist okay yeah and then there's like so like my that same co-teacher that i was talking about who was like really like strange about all the germy things she Mm -hmm. called it her bathing suit area i'm like okay whatever (laughs) (laughs) Okay, can we talk about this? This drives me nuts. And it's something I've heard people, like parents have been telling their kids that their crotch is their front butt. Do you have anybody doing that? It's your front butt. And I'm like, it's her vagina or it's his penis. Like penis, yeah. Or like other parts. Sometimes there's a lot more than just a vagina and a penis there. Okay. So I just tried to look up um, the definition of crotch just to get like you know, the Webster's, they don't even have crotch. They have crotchety, which means irritable. Yeah. Well, you're going to be crotchety. If you, if you you need to make an adjustment to your crotch and you don't get to, you're going to be crotchety, which is why you should, uh, you should make those uh, adjustments. Um, Look, I got to, as a, as a, um, as a penis haver, um, every once in a while, you got to, things get, get uncomfortable down there and you gotta you gotta make an adjustment if you're gonna go on with your day um and uh if you you have somebody ready to scold you every time you you do that it's gonna be an unpleasant day yeah um, definitely. and i, I, I think the same i think the same is true for for uh for for vulva havers as well yeah, yeah i mean your underwear can get all up in there for sure yeah, i can so i want to reel back really quick though like rebecca was saying that um she had a teacher who if you farted or any of that like go to the bathroom right Mm -hmm. that is literally how i was raised my dad always was like you know we're gonna she's gonna be a georgia peach that's what i was supposed to be Hmm, sorry but um you i have been with my husband now for 13 years and probably in the last year, I just started farting in front of him. Wow. In fact, 
Um, I know. I, like, I bet he feels so lucky. Uh, I mean, I get. He's I just been waiting for the like, day. Remark on it. Like I'll be sitting there in the middle doing homework, and it's like I'm trying to hold it, but I have to finish the sentence, and it just happens. And he'll look at me, and I'm like, "Don't remark. Turn your face away from me," because I get really embarrassed. Because you carry um, that with you from your childhood. For well, real. this is how bad it was when I was in labor. Okay, so they give you the epidural and you have like no control. Your right. body is pushing out all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I was so embarrassed because obviously I was farting. I yeah. pretended to be asleep the whole time because I was mortified. Mortified that I, and like, that's not, you know, that's not how that experience should be. No, but that's it's natural. Everybody does it. Yeah. But it didn't feel yeah. like that for you. I can, I'm fine with kids doing it. I'm fine with Sebastian doing it. But it, it, for me, like. You burp, you fart, you're in the bathroom. Like, that's where you're supposed to be. Right. And that can feel, like Jeff was saying, like, that can feel punitive. Like, damn, like, well, I just it, have gas going through my body, and now I'm, like, sequestered. It, it added to, I, for me personally, like, it added to anxiety. Because when you start feeling, like, you feel it in your stomach, you get bubbles, you know, in your like, stomage. Oh, is it coming? Do I have to shit? Do I like, have to fart? Where, like, where, where do I go? School, literally, that that would be, like, the the edge of my panic attacks. Um, because I like my stomach would grumble and then my brain, I'm just like, Oh my God, did somebody think I farted? Oh my God, you're not supposed to fart in class. You're supposed to fart. Like, and so I literally would send myself into panic attacks about farting and it's natural. It's human. Yeah. And wow. when we build all this taboo around this kind of stuff, we do build the the anxiety and and self-loathing and judging that you were just talking about or yeah. or we build weird kinks right because i didn't look it up before <laughs> rebecca look on your face um the i didn't look it up beforehand but i guarantee if you go search for there 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 has got to be um there there has got to be porn related to nose picking and uh and and um, i mean and, and all of this stuff um you know i wouldn't research it myself but i bet it's out there oh yeah there, <laughs> i don't, don't want that I on my google history <laughs> i guarantee there is there is like an only fan site where there's somebody getting getting paid to to pick their nose on a on a webcam for somebody and people are paying money for that now Ugh. look I'm a free market capitalist, and I think that's a great idea that the, a market can be created for something and somebody can 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 fill that demand. Good for them. Uh, but all Not those things, me. those those fetishes and those kinks grow out of stuff that happens in childhood a lot of the time. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's I mean, look, I, I guess I. I'm at, I'm at two minds. I want those those entrepreneurs to be able to make make. Yeah, some you're bets. trying to kill the market. You're trying to kill the market. Kill, I don't want to kill their market. Hey but guys, I also there's a market out there for that. We yeah, just resuscitated it. So so I don't want to I don't want to kill that market necessarily. But I also, I mean, let's 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 have more realistic and developmentally appropriate and human friendly expectations for for children because things do need adjusting and things do feel good and yeah and sometimes maybe their underwear need to get changed like that's part of our well, job if you notice a kid's got some scooby snacks in his underwear like you got to change the underwear that's an indication teachable, teachable moments right and those moments you see a kid scooby like snack? yeah i mean <laughs> i don't know it scooby, just came scooby out <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you think about it, it's 
teachable moments. If you see a child like constantly grabbing themselves, typically it's because they're so enthralled in play that maybe their brain's not like their brain is sending that signal like you got to go. But like they're ignoring it because they're playing, you know. Yeah, it's sometimes you even ask them if they have to go potty and they say no. They'll be like, no. And then they they actually you know, my biggest thing, and um, nine times out of ten, if I tell a child like well, I see that and I'm like, hey, let's try, their biggest concern is losing their toys. Mm-hmm. Like in that moment. So that's nine times out of ten why I get a no, no, I don't. Yep, I'll say I'll hold as, your toys for you. Yes. As mm-hmm. soon as you say those words, they're like, Oh, okay. And they'll go to, yep. or I'll make sure you get your swing back or whatever. The thing right. I'll say. save this for you. Just go mm-hmm. try it for me, please. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it, these are indicators that children have needs. Like yeah. they're picking their nose, they're picking their butt, they're touching themselves. Like even it's kids who touch themselves out of pleasure, you know, like I've, you, I'm sure you've seen kids at nap time, you know, touching their private area. And so I think yeah, I think that like, that's just, it's just natural things that happen. Um, and we don't need to put judgment on it. You can just see like, is this something I need to even address? If it is, how can I do it in like a helpful way, you know, instead of a, sh- a shameful way? We've yeah. always like going into like the nap time scenario, because this used to be really like big. I feel like we had a teacher that everybody just thought she was disgusting because she wouldn't discourage it. Um, what I was taught is like telling them like, you know, that's okay that you're discovering yourself, but we need to think about the appropriate place, maybe not in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I would always put those kids in like, if I knew they were those type right. of kids, I would place their, their cots right. in an area where like no one had to see that, gonna right? see. Like that's mm-hmm. going to relax them to put them to sleep, relax them, put them to sleep. I, like, I'm sure. I don't know if you guys have seen, I've seen a lot of kids over the years, they put their blankets in between their legs. And they'll like use their blankets or all kinds. I mean, kids do all kinds of stuff. It's like, it's normal for many, many, many children. Yeah. 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 And when we, when we build all this puritanical bullshit around, around that stuff, it just, it just leads to, I mean, (laughs) weird shit. Sometimes, (laughs) but it it, 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 it leads to people, um, all kinds of self, judgment and self-doubt and, mm-hmm. and valuing the self and oh what a what a pariah I am and mm-hmm. and all this kind of kind of bullshit and it's it's just human stuff we're we're we are we are biological masses mm-hmm. and biological stuff happens and some of it um feels good and some of it feels bad and we need to make adjustments and yeah and and just like some of this like I feel like Carrie's we have to remember especially as early childhood caregivers that some of this carries into adulthood subconsciously so Mm -hmm. when you are adding like that shameful feeling to self-discovery like that's going to carry that could sub ultimately subconsciously carry into that child's adult life at some point. Yeah, I think that's what Jeff is trying to say. Totally. I think that it's like, if you, you don't even know why, right? Like something, they might not remember my preschool teacher shamed me for X, Y, or Z, but they grow up and it's like, I mentioned, I think it was in the last pod we recorded, but just like so much of our curriculum as early childhood educators is social emotional learning. And it's Mm -hmm. not just peers or like, feelings it's self-identity 
And mm-hmm. so like developing a strong sense of self and feeling confident in yourself and feeling safe around your network of people, whoever that may be. I think that's like one of the most valuable things that we can pay attention to and focus on. And it often goes by the wayside, you know, because we're trying to teach so much other stuff. But like that's right. such a core core part of early childhood is where you develop like the sense of self, your place in the world, the way that you see the world. And you have so many kids growing up and growing into adulthood or even into adolescence, like, oh, I didn't know that everybody's body did this. I thought it was just my body. I thought I was the only one who had these feelings or, you know, and so it's like, I don't, I I want for children to grow up in a a world where they can feel like I'm not the only one, you know, because that's how it feel because it's so, it's so shameful and so taboo and no one talks about it. That you're like, oh God, I'm the only one who wants to touch my penis. <laughs> you know? Right. I will say, like, I remember when I started dating Nick, telling my mom, like, I think I'm gonna marry him. And she this she said, why? And he said, because um he farted in front of me and I didn't run out of the room. Like the strangest thing to think, but I like, yeah, that was my sign that like, I loved him unconditionally. You, you felt so comfortable with him. Right. Um, that's the, that's the space I want to provide for kids. I want them to feel so comfortable in our spaces that they can be themselves and they, their bodies can function. Well, and can and we talk okay. about like, if you have a wedgie, are you really paying attention to anything else? Right. No, no, no. it's all, it's all wedgie all the time. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. And we, we emphasize like in my EC class that I'm taking right now, the emphasis is on safety and health and like providing the best learning environment. Well, if a child's uncomfortable, that's not the best learning environment for them. So we shouldn't discourage like repositioning, correcting that feeling, you know? Right. Just- it's just like, it's the same thing for me. Like my kids, cause we're outside all the time. They get rocks, they get foxtails, they get things in their socks and shoes. Right. Like, yeah. We Except. stop and we fix it. We don't, I'm not like, ah, just, what, what are you doing touching it. your sock? Get out, get out of your shoe. Right. Stop yeah. touching it. Like, it's yeah. just because it's a butt, like they should and, be uncomfortable. And that's exactly <laughs> what we do. It's it's okay to touch this part of your body. I mean, look, if your ear itches, it's okay to itch your ears. If, you're, if your eye itches, you can rub your eye. Oh, but not the nose or the butt. Um, right. But your eye has germs too. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess just, What's the, what's the takeaway? Chill out. Yeah. I would say relax. And just, if a kid needs something, check in if they need something and if they don't leave it alone, sometimes they need something and sometimes they don't. So I've been trying to figure out where this fits into, to a a program operating handbook, because um, part of my, Part of my um, recent obsession with policies and procedures is I've I've been building a a operating handbook outline and it is way too fucking long. I finally got it to the point where where I published it on the uh, Playvolution HQ site, um, and then eventually every every item on that outline will have a separate post to going into more detail about it. But I put I put this in I put this under curriculum. Because yeah, I've got so five sure. five basic headings because um mm-hmm. I put this under curriculum under under a self-regulation heading and um and and I kind of named it physical autonomy, which is I think where all mm-hmm. of this stuff kind of fits in. Yeah. Because it's yeah. it's where 
it, it's that that place where they're learning to manage their bodies and and that self awareness and and so having having some sort of policy about this just so and and look I, I get to the feeling like Jeff wants a policy for every fucking thing. And but the other thing is when everybody can be on the same page about how this stuff is going to be addressed, then we don't have so many problems. If 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 this yeah. if it's explained in the parent handbook that hey, when kids are digging at themselves, we're gonna we're gonna allow them to do that and maybe maybe allow them to do it in private because the other people, I mean, look, a lot of people don't want to watch people dig their butts. Mm-hmm. Uh, even and something so, as simple as like step over there, like just around the corner. Yeah, yeah. You, know? and you don't yeah. have to like go into some special spot. Yeah. Okay. So what programs need to do is they need to, everybody's need to have, needs to have a refrigerator box over in the corner and that can be the, uh, the, the picking box. The box. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but then isn't that turning it into like, you can only fart in the bathroom. Yeah, I, like I think it's more of like if you're if you're spot. making a show of it, like Jeff said, like if you're digging and you're like up in there pulling stuff Going to out, China. you're like yeah, you're that's pulling like, yeah. just long long strings of snot out of your nose. If yeah. you know laying down at rest time and 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 touching your junk a little bit, that's that's understandable. But if they're if they're wanting to, bo- oh no, I'm not even gonna go. If, if they're doing it for attention, I feel like. Yeah, or if it's like at a meal table, if everyone's sitting down trying to yeah. eat lunch and you're like, you know, I think that's just, that's part of like societal, cultural manners that might look a little right. different. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the rules. You know, we don't have a lot of rules here at the Snuggery, but one of the rules is no masturbating during mealtimes. I mean, Fair. it's just, it's just one of the Awkward. rules. Okay. One of the, <laughs> what are the others? I don't, I, you know, I'm, I'm okay. Not knowing. <laughs> I just made that up. That's not a rule. Um, Tasha's like, what the fuck? Jeff? Yeah. What are you saying? <laughs> she, she just walks away. Um, so She's avoided. Have, we, have we, uh, have we picked this topic to death? This topic I think so. I, I agree. I would I love to hear people's me. like I, thoughts and ideas on this. Cause I feel like we're kind of on the same page. Yeah, we're on the same page, but I feel like it's not very common. No, you know? so like I, mean, I would like most to know people what the don't feel this spot is, you know. Yeah, I wish we had someone who and felt maybe. differently on this pod because that would have been fun. So yeah, I'm curious well, to see listeners, what people if, say. If if you think we're full of shit, um, and boogers. and boogers and whatever, um, anyway, uh, go over to myplayhaven.com, uh, hit me up over there and let me know about it. And we'll, uh, we'll have you on and we can talk about it or you can leave your comments over there. Um, this here has been the child care bar and grill podcast, the world's longest running and most prolific early learning podcast that loves dropping those nuggets. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Um, I had a kid who had, who pooped his pants and I checked him and I was like, cause I was like, did you poop your pants? Cause I could smell it. This has and been an Explorations Early he's Learning like, no. Upstairs And I opened production. his pants to check and there was a lot. Oh. And he goes, it's massive, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I had a kid who um, used to name her poop. That's fucking awesome. I love that. It was big. She would name her poop. And then um, her mom would pick up and she'd be like, I dropped an Emily. People names too. Yes.
Um, I got to leave those stories in. Uh, then I'll. I got to leave those in. Those are delightful.